Hey everyone, ESG Energize is honored to be sponsored by our good friends at mCloud. Their solutions help companies maximize production, automate operations, and optimize predictive maintenance. Their emissions management solution is so relevant right now with the Inflation Reduction Act. Go check out mcloudcorp.com to learn more. Welcome to ESG Energize, where we discuss the latest developments in the environmental, social, and governance arena that are impacting the energy industry today. Here is your host, Delfina Govia. My name is Delfina Govia, and many of you know me as a partner at Veritas Total Solutions, an innovative management consulting firm where I lead the ESG practice alongside my ETRM colleagues. This is part two of the interviews with the technology innovators from the Methane Mitigation Summit that was organized by Oil & Gas IQ and held here in Houston, Texas at the Norris Center. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to you live from the Methane Mitigation Summit here in Houston, Texas at the Norris Center, sponsored by Oil & Gas IQ. And our first guest for this morning is Bob Connell from Hybrid Automation, who has traveled all the way here from New Hampshire. Bob, welcome to the ESG Energized show. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We are very happy to talk to you because of your bringing to market an innovative technology. And I would like for you to explain to my listeners who hi- Hybrid Automation is and what is it that you produce. Hybrid Automation has technology which converts gas-powered pneumatics to a zero-emitting technology. One of the big issues right now in the oil and gas industry is methane being vented directly from pneumatic actuators. So our technology converts those gas-powered pneumatics to a zero vent-to-atmosphere closed-loop system. What drove this thinking to develop this technology and what if anything uh, recently is making this product even more relevant in the market one of the driving forces behind the development of the product was president biden um, signing executive order 13990 which provided the epa with incredible amount of power to develop implement and enforce methane mitigation from gas-powered pneumatics. And you're obviously seeing a high demand for this product. Could you help us understand who are you targeting uh, as your buyer, your consumer? Would it be valve companies? Would it be the operators themselves? Because we've got a lot of pneumatic valves out there. Correct. Our target markets are going to be the producers, who actually are pulling oil and gas out of the ground for upstream, midstream, downstream, and also the pneumatic actuator manufacturers who now have the ability of providing to their customers a zero vent to atmosphere platform that they've never had access to before. Very relevant for us today. So you've traveled all the way here from New Hampshire. Would you give us an impression of the discussions that we've had here at the Methane Mitigation Summit? Was it worth the trip? Absolutely worth the trip. There are many high-level decision makers at this meeting, and um, everyone is willing to share ideas and thoughts 
from a networking standpoint, it's really been invaluable. So, Bob, people are going to want to know more about hybrid automation. Is there a website that we could put in the show notes that they can access information through? Sure. It would be hybrid-automation.com. Bob, thank you very much for joining us, and have a very safe trip back to New Hampshire. Come visit us again. Thank you. We are now joined by Jason Gu of Sensit Technologies. Jason, welcome to the ESG Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well, and thank you so much for having me. Have you been enjoying the Methane Mitigation Summit? Yes, this is actually one of the first uh, environmental conferences I've gone in three, four years, and I love it. It's so <laughs> cool to be here with all the energy. Oh, no pun intended? Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> Human and otherwise. <laughs> Happy hour last night helped, right? Yeah, absolutely. It never hurts. <laughs> it never hurts. So tell us about Sensit Technology. Sensor Technologies, we're a leak detection company. Okay. Um, our main focus is finding leaks and finding them quickly. So we were founded in 1980 uh, by the father of our current CEO, John Kleppy. And he essentially sold um, goods and tubing and piping to the natural gas utility. And they had a natural gas detector that they were using that they built themselves. Oh. And they kind of, he had a great relationship with them. And he basically, they basically asked them, hey, could you sell, you know, the excess detectors that we had? And that's how Sensit was started. And 40 years later, we've, de we've developed over 50 other pieces of instrumentation for the natural gas utilities. And all of it is focused on keeping people safe and getting people home on time and making sure that when they go out to look for a leak, they find it. So we have equipment ranging from, you know, the handheld detectors, which you, you see over there, uh, that suck gas in and measure natural gas. That was going to be my question. Yep. What was the, yeah, type of detection, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it sucks gas in and measures natural gas, and the way you use it is you, you know, see how much natural gas is there, right? And then you move on to the next area, and when you see high natural gas, you keep going towards higher and higher gas to find the leak. And that's always kind of the interesting um, classification that we kind of put on ourselves, right? Uh, our customers, when they see high natural gas or high you know, uh, toxics or whatever else, they move in towards it, right? Because it's their goal to find the leak and to, and to resolve the issue. They run towards the leak, not yeah, away. Yeah, they run towards the leak because it's, and I think it's, a, it's an amazing, um, purpose, right? To help people do their work and make sure they're safe. So are, what are your current, what is your current makeup right now from a customer base perspective? You talked about the large natural gas companies. Yeah. So we do, um, about, I'd say probably about 70 to 80% of our business is in natural gas distribution. Okay. Uh, so in fact, you know, for most of the listeners, probably if you're in the United States, a good 70% of you, right? In terms of seven, the, the, the large natural gas companies, you've probably seen a Sensit device whenever a natural gas worker has come to your house to light your pilot light, to fix pipelines or your meters. You've probably seen a Sensit instrument already. It's just something that you don't really kind of, you know, they do their work and you kind of see it in the peripheral. Um, so that's about 70% of our business. The other 30% tends to be in fixed point detection. So looking at environmental monitors, right? Uh, looking at uh, laser systems, looking at these other types of things and software solutions to support all of them. 
Um, the way we view it, right, from an environmental perspective, um, you know, the problem is that things leak. There's, there's chaos in the world and things leak. Yeah, not everything's perfect. Exactly. And the way that we look at it is if we can help distribution companies find leaks quickly, we can also help upstream. We can also help other parts of the natural gas and oil supply chain find their leaks, right, uh, and resolve them. What do you, how do you view the future of methane mitigation, especially in light of the new regulations that are on the horizon? Hmm. Um, I think everything is fast moving, right? At least from a regulatory nexus perspective, right? Um, do you think companies are moving fast enough to keep up? I think so. Um, I think a lot of companies, they themselves feel, right? And really, if you think about what a company is, it's a big collection of people, right? And, you know, as the, the world adjusts and changes, right, um, the viewpoints of everybody is changing in terms of just the population in general, right? And if you think about who works at those companies, it's people like you and me. Yeah. And so as we all become more aware, the companies themselves become more aware as well, both in terms of a social right to operate and that, hey, we, we need to stay in business. And the way we do that is to make sure that we care about the things that the people care about. But also from a morality perspective where, you know, I can't tell you how many natural gas utility people I've talked to or oil and gas people I've talked to that, you know, and, and even yesterday, right, the, the, the guy put up a, a picture of his grandson. And it's yeah. like, this is why we do it. This is why we look for leaks so that he has parks to play at, you know? So I think from that perspective, we tend to demonize companies a little bit, but really to think about it as a group of people is I think the right way to go. Would you have the same sentiment that I do having spent some time here now at this summit? The, is, the feeling I've gotten is that we are embracing this with that type of thinking. It's not, oh my gosh, what do we have to do to get these regulations off our back or get the compliance off our back, that there really is this concerted uh, effort to get ahead of this, not because we have, a reg we have regulations that we're worried about, but because this is our future, this is our planet, and this is the right thing to do. What is, do you have that same feeling having been here at this summit? Yes, I think so. And actually, I think it's, it's your exact last statement, right? I think, you know, we're all just people looking to make sure we're doing the right things for, for everyone, right? And I get the feeling that the companies are the same way, right? They're trying to figure out what's the right thing to do for the company, but also for the planet, for, for their grandkids, yeah. you know? Uh, so, and to be honest with you, you know, I've always had that feeling where I've never met a person, you know, who worked for any oil and gas company that's like, oh, I don't care about all that. No, most of them are very conscious about the impact they're making, uh, both on a safety and on an environmental perspective. And one of my old friends, um, he, was, he, he, he was at the EPA for a while. His name was uh, Ken Gehring. Uh, and he had the same exact like idea. He's like, I've never been on an inspection where people were, you know, super like there's an there's an adversarial relationship of course yes but he's like nobody was ever disagreeable it's people yeah. are just trying to do and a lot of times and i think that the the person yesterday too from i believe exxon was talking about it where she was saying you know a lot of times we get this the study gets published about the, all this leak and we never knew about it 
you know, and we hate that. We want to know about the We want to know for And we want to <laughs> fix it. And that's the, you know, and I think that's where I think we can help, right, is look, you know, and that's where all the continuous monitoring companies in the room is we're trying to be like, hey, look, we can, we're helping and they're engaging with us. And that's amazing. So how can we get people directed to your organization to find out more, more information? Is there a website that we can put in the show notes? Absolutely. Um, our website is called is, uh, www.gasleaksensors.com. Love the name. I know. <laughs> I know. Gasleaksensors.com. Okay, we will put that in the show notes. That would be awesome. Well, thank you very much, Jason, for joining us. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, we have yet another distant traveler joining us here at the Methane Mitigation Summit. Chris Kipp from Waukesha Engine. Welcome. And Waukesha is in? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And you came all the way from Wisconsin to be here at this summit with us. It's an important topic. Like it, emission reductions, <laughs> it's huge. And so happy to be here. Thanks for Fantastic. having me. Fantastic. So tell us, what, what does Waukesha Engine do? So Waukesha Engine is an engine manufacturing company. Uh, been in business over 100 years, and we've taken on many different forms. We used to make some diesel engines um, and we went really all in on, on natural gas engines. Um, so we've been in the gas space for a very long time. Um, yeah, so we produce some of the, the cleanest engines and that's what kind of brought us out here. And um, it's our, our interest and our focus for this conference is just to help help the industry realize there are different alternatives to the same thing they've been doing for such a long time. Um, these engines run for generations uh, out in the, the oil and gas field. And historically, people just rebuild the engine every time it's up for a major overhaul. Every six, seven years, they rebuild the engine the same way they've been doing it. Um, but we're able to take today's technology, since our engines have been around for so long, in that same footprint. and put all the latest emissions technologies onto those old existing facilities um, and help reduce their carbon footprint in the process. So are you actually not replacing the equipment? You're basically doing like a refurbishment. Yep, exactly. Yeah, an so, upgrade, exactly. if you will. Yep, yep. Yeah, so at the time of a major overhaul, you have to replace things like your pistons, your cylinder heads, your turbos. So instead of putting those same parts back on, we can put newer pistons, newer cylinder heads, um, and run a, a new combustion process in the same footprint of the existing. So it helps cut down the cost of decarbonizing our, our industry. Do you have a case study, a client study nearby somewhere here that would be a good illustration of what you guys do? Yes, yeah, so Ensor is a gas storage facility in Katy, Texas, not too far from here. Um, they had nine of our, our older model lean burn engines, um, and they've, they've upgraded to our Series 5 engines, uh, which is a rich burn technology using a Miller cycle. I won't get too into the, the technical weeds <laughs> of how that works, but it's, it helps reduce fuel consumption, and it does a more complete combustion in the engine, um, and that reduces your methane slip out of the engine. Um, so an often overlooked source of methane is the engine exhaust. Um, it's yeah. always been treated as just engine exhaust, um, and people were really just focused on meeting your regulated emissions, your NOx and your CO. But with this new ESG focus, people are now looking at, okay, what's my CO2, what's the methane? Um, and all of those go into your carbon footprint. Right, so Enstore kind of took the charge. 
they've reduced their carbon footprint with this new technology, and then they've purchased carbon offset credits so they can be a carbon neutral gas storage facility, and they're the first ones in the country to do that. So let me ask you, was this a, their relationship with Waukesha has been going on for how long? Was this a brand new buy from you guys, or were you doing the refurbishment that you were explaining to me earlier for them? They were about to rebuild the engines the same way they've always done because they were coming up on that next major overhaul. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and they actually were awarded some funding with the TCEQ um, in Texas yeah. to help for those emission reductions. So they have some grant programs. So we worked with them and the government to help get these programs um, and the funding for reducing these emissions. So you are also uh, the type of company that approaches these things from a partnership perspective, working hand in hand with your clients. Absolutely. To be able yeah. to reduce their emissions. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're running our engines and we're very close to them to help them optimize their, their performance. We want them to have a great um, experience with our engines so that they... Don't kick you out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, was Waukesha already thinking ahead of the curve or were you asked by customers like Enstore to say, hey, we're thinking about this. Can you guys innovate to help us? Where, where was that in the timeline? Yeah, so we've got a lot of smart engineers back at the company, and we always try to take a look, see where the industry is going, see where the emissions are going, and NOx emissions have been continuously coming down. Um, so we really went all in on rich burn engine technology in our, our core um, markets because we saw where the emissions were going. Um, kind of the automotive industry did the same thing. They're running a, a rich burn style engine with a three-way catalyst underneath your car. And that's the same approach that we take with our, our rich burn engines. What is your geographic footprint? Global. Um, U.S., Canada is the, our highest install base, um, but we have engines all around the world. So you've come all the way here from Wisconsin, but it's really not a big deal since you guys operate globally. Okay. What has your impression been about the mitigation, uh, the methane mitigation summit so far? It's been a great conference. It's good to see all of these companies taking the charge of our industry and the narrative that's come about around our industry. I think we get a lot of negative press. Um, you know, everybody wants to eliminate fossil fuel use, and I think that's the wrong way to approach the situation. Right, we have a a great supply of energy in the U.S. that we can use, and it's the cleanest hydrocarbons in the world. So instead of trying to demonize our industry, these industries are going above and beyond just what's regulated to help improve that public perception and investor relations um, by showing how clean they can be in their operations, and that helps provide energy security to the world. Um, I think that what you're pointing out is that in our industry, we have always lived by the thinking of actions speak louder than words. And that has actually been a, to a detriment for us because even though our actions uh, speak louder than words, if somebody is listening, right, we have to make people listen. So we're not, we're beyond the greenwashing. We're really putting our money where our mouths are and trying to always have been 
doing the best thing. Now we just kind of have to get the word out there, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's great to see some companies spending millions, tens of millions of dollars to, to reduce their carbon footprint. And we just have to get that message out um, that we've got the hydrocarbons here. We can do it the cleanest possible way. Yeah, so I, I actually think it's some companies are hundreds of millions, oh, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, up to billions, right? <laughs> yeah, there, was just, there was just one case study earlier where they've, they spent tens of millions of dollars just in, and this is a small size company, right? I know, so it's, it's crazy. So it's, yeah, a lot of investment. So It's investment, right? Yeah. It's not cost, it's investment. Exactly. Yeah, and it. that's where we try to take the, the cost. There's a cost to reduce your emissions and there's a cost to maintain your equipment. So instead of looking at those separately, that's what we say you're going to maintain your equipment, let's maintain it and upgrade it in the best possible way. So it's it's a win-win. So Chris, how do people uh, connect with Waukesha? Is there a website that we can include in the show notes to direct people to? Yes. So our parent company is Inio. So I-N-N-I-O.com. Uh, so we have Waukesha engines and, and Yembacher gas engines on that website. Okay. So Inio.com, we'll put that in the show notes. And you guys can find Waukesha Engine underneath that. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Our next guest this morning is Jimmy Miller from my sponsor, mCloud. Jimmy, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. So even though I talk about mCloud at the beginning of every single one of my podcasts, would you just remind my listeners who might, might regularly skip through the intro because they already <laughs> yeah. know it right, and just right. remind maybe even new people what, who mCloud is what they, and what they do? <laughs> Well, so so mCloud, we have a, a variety of different technologies that are going into all you know different facets of, of oil and gas. Uh, really, just trying to, to help um, you know companies uh, take their companies into the into the digital age, I guess you could say, and, and, and help help them on their on their digital journey. Um, you know, here at this conference, we're we're talking about our emission management um, <coughs> you know uh, solutions, and uh, and so that's kind of what we're what we're focused on focused on here. But ultimately, trying to help uh, companies, uh, you know go on their digital journey and, and uh, you know, how they can make their businesses more efficient and, uh, and, and really just more, more technological. So. so since I am very familiar with mCloud, yes, yes. Um, I think that the thing that always strikes me is mCloud, from my perspective, is the simplification mm-hmm. of a lot of the complexity that we face face mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from an operator's perspective right, right. given all of the different types of detection systems that are out there right. all the different uh, types of facilities that we operate from upstream to midstream to downstream and then the challenge that we have with grabbing all of that data organizing it and offering it up in a manner right. that we can digest it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't probably put it much better than that my, that myself, but that's that's really, I mean, when you look at it just from the emissions perspective, I think that's the maybe the unique spin that we're putting on it. We, you know, we have our own technology and hardware that we're, <coughs> that, that we're you know, presenting at the conference or, or, or pushing out into the market space, but that's, that's really where we want to take it as kind of that next step, because there's lots of great technologies. I mean, just look around this room, really great technologies that you can use and are all really part of the story um, is how we view it and uh, and so we want to be a part of that I mean that's really been a theme of this conference is how much data and how many different technologies are out there um, and so 
that's one thing that we can you know help do is help rationalize that data and help put it in a format that's more digestible um, you know for not only individual companies um, but um, you know just you know whether you're reporting you know for for a, you know for, from a governmental level or just how you ingest that data you know internally within a, within a company you know that's really uh, a good point that you're making is that one of the things that we've been hearing over and over again is the approach the companies are taking they are absolutely paying attention to paying attention to regulations especially mm -hmm. since things are changing right now and staying one step ahead of it but the driving force for a lot of these people a lot of of, of our colleagues has not been regulatory mm -hmm. it's just been we are great stewards of mm -hmm. this planet yeah. and making sure that we are continuously improving yeah. our our approach yeah i mean if i do my, my own my own opinion on it i mean just to throw that in there is i mean oil and gas you know could probably do a better job of of uh representing themselves as you know I, I think a lot of oil and gas companies are you know really good stewards of stewards of the environment and and uh and so we want to be a part of that a part of that story right a part of that solution you know to help companies tell a better story about all the things they are doing right whether it's you know from governmental regulation or not, there's a lot of companies that were already on this path before, you know, different acts or, 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 or bills have come out. They were already on this journey. And so, but that's what's leading to some of the opportunity for companies like mCloud, because there are so many data sources like you, you know, so eloquently put, there are so many things coming in. Um, it's like, what do you do with all that data? You know, what, you know how do you rationalize it and, and how do you put it in a format that, uh, um, you know, allows you to tell the best story? And last week we had Alana Black mm. from your Calgary office on talking more specifically around uh, methane mitigation and the challenges that we face in the industry and the advancements that mCloud has made to make this managing this space a whole lot easier for us. Um, very appreciative of that. One last question for you, Jimmy. Uh, I've been asked, given that mCloud is, is the sponsor of, of this show, I have been asked about the accessibility of what you do because it is kind of kind of nirvana if you think about mm -hmm. it if you're if you're struggling with how you're going to manage all of this you know can i really afford this what what's the affordability of your particularly your asset care program yeah, I would say it's it's more on the on the on the affordable side, especially from the hardware perspective. It's a little bit more uh, affordable than than maybe some of the other solutions. I might not want to speak towards you know what what you know other people's offering is, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say we're trying to package everything in, in, in a format that's uh, the most affordable. So it's you know kind of accessible to the largest companies out there, but also you know the smaller you know medium sized companies who are still facing the same regulations, the same challenges, um, but trying to package something in a way and maybe more entry level as well right everybody's on a different place in their journey to, to kind of tackling emissions management and so we're trying to meet every customer a little bit of where they are so we could package a solution um, for the largest customers um, but there's sometimes at a different place in, in in where they're at in tackling the problems you know of methane mitigation and emissions management than maybe a, a, a medium-sized company and so you know we, we want to provide a solution that that's uh, you know <clears throat> I don't want to say bespoke but uh, you know we'll kind of meet everybody a little bit of where they're at so whether you're sophisticated or not so sophisticated yeah you guys are ready willing and yeah, able to absolutely. help um, so last question what's your impression been of the summit 
Well, I, I think they, they, they've done a really great job, and, and we've been to a few other conferences that um, this group has put on, and, and uh, I'd say the, the most uh, appealing part and what I've found in, in a couple of these conferences now is just the quality of people that are here. Um, it, it's just top to bottom, whether it's the vendors or the attendees or, or just everyone around. It's just a first-class event, and there's, there's, there's really um, just everybody you have a conversation with is um, you know very invested in, in solving the problem you know that, that that we're facing right whatever whatever the theme of the conference is you know the, the quality of the people there is is very high so every conversation you're having is just very is very fruitful um, and, and really leading to uh, you know potential business and, and just really just you know tackling the problems uh, you know of the industry today so whatever that theme is um, everybody here is you know, on the front lines of trying to fix that problem. And being so. transparent as well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And advocating for transparency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it was Vanessa from Chevron yesterday was advocating for transparency and harmonizing of all yeah. this information that's coming yeah. So that's yeah. really, in, it's encouraging to me that we really are working together with each other. Yeah, and, and I think just to, just to piggyback on that point is everybody here, it's a very unique, I think this conference specifically because of the topic, because of, you know, emissions management, methane mitigation, you know, however you want to, however you want to frame <laughs> the title, it, everybody is kind of chasing the same problem because it is a little bit new. Um, I don't want to say unique, but it, it's, it's definitely become the hot topic over the past, you know, 12 to 18 months and so everybody's looking and, and trying to solve that problem and so there is a little bit of I don't want to say camaraderie but you yeah. know you kind, of, you kind of feel that a little bit right everybody's trying to, to figure out how to fix that problem together um, and so that's that's kind of cool to be a part of I agree well thank you Jimmy for joining me hey, here absolutely. today absolutely thank you for having me join us again next week on the ESG Energized Podcast a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network to learn more, go to OGGN.com.